Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Okay, let's get into the sermon today. We're going to jump into John chapter 10. Uh, the title of the sermon today uh, uh, we wrote is, uh, we made it in real small letters, I guess, Loose Him and Let Him Go, It's Lazarus. We're going to talk about Lazarus today. Many people know the story of Lazarus, so you'll probably hear nothing new, right? Except that the sheer fact that the Holy Spirit is the one that reveals inside your heart what you need. I mean, I'm sure he's already spoke to you today in arenas and different things where he's already stirred up and you're like, whoa, Lord, thank you, thank you. Just say thank you to him. Whenever those things hit, just, Lord, praise you. Thank you for giving me liberties. I mean, I'm getting freer in certain areas of my life. My, my family's getting better. My finances are getting better. My mind is getting better. My, I'm, I'm, I'm more at peace now than I was before. And thank you, Lord, that you're giving me answers to problems that I have in my, in, in, around me that I can go around and effect this kingdom that you've placed me in. You know what? This here is a kingdom of darkness right now. Adam committed high treason, sold it out. That's where we are. That's why we walk as children of God. We're, we're seated in heavenly places. We're just aliens in a foreign land. This is a strange place for us. So we don't live according to its governing ways. We live according to the ways from whence we came. We operate with an ambassadorship. We can show that we've been washed in the blood of Jesus. And we, I can look at me. I don't get to operate like you. I have freedom. It's for liberty that I've been set free and for freedom that I'll express it. And so we, so we see here, we'll jump into John chapter 10. John chapter 10. We got to set the, I got to set up the uh, scenario, if we would. We'll orchestrate the surroundings for Lazarus. <coughs> John chapter 10, verse 22. So Jesus has been here. It says, now it was a feast of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. Anybody ever know that? Anybody? Was that one new? I got one. Winter. I don't, how come we don't pay attention to all this stuff sometimes? It's winter. What's it else? Huh. Similar time frame. Interesting. Okay. Feast of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. Jesus walked in the temple on Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Anybody ever ask that? Come on, man. Quit talking in riddles to me. Dad, I asked if I could play a video game. What does maybe mean? Yes or no? Get to the point. Tell me plainly. Quit leading me on. Don't you know that hope deferred makes the heart weak? I'm feeling weaker. I just want an answer. Okay? Glory to God. So, the Pharisees here, the teachers of the law, they're pursuing Jesus with this question. They've asked him for a sign to prove that he's the Messiah. Is that what they're saying? That's what they're saying. Okay. And they want to know, is he the Messiah to the people and to the nation? So they ask him, tell us plainly if you are the Christ. Okay, glory to God. Now let's jump over to Matthew. Let's see what happens here. Different gospel, 
same accounts. Matthew chapter 12. I love this. This is, this is good. Matthew 12, verse 38. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, you want, we want to see a sign from you. <laughs> Listen to Jesus' answer here, though. But he answered them and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. That's what I should say to Mike. Never mind. Um, yeah. And no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Hmm. We'll think about that in a moment. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Oh, we know where this goes, right? The men of Nineveh will rise up in a judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a, great, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up with judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. Jesus, of course, is talking about himself. But we see that Jonah's a reference, we've, talked, we've seen this, of a death and a resurrection. Because, I mean, you know, you spend three days underwater without a scuba tank. <laughs> How you feeling? You could, uh, he's, you know, we'll get there. Remember the description of, of Lazarus' sister over Lazarus when Jesus tells him to come out of the tomb? Surely he stinketh. What do you think Jonah smelt like three days in the belly of a fish? Anybody been around fish? Three days. Yeah, there you go. That's slimy. They are slimy. Go get some pike. Anyway, slimy, nasty smelly, rotting fish. Oh, well, anyway, just thoughts. Um, Jesus does exactly hear what these people were asking. Give us a sign. If you're the Messiah, and he says, I'll show you, Jonah was raised, was down three days in the belly of a whale, right? So Jesus does exactly that. He gives them a sign in a particular form. So we'll go back now to John 10. We'll start to pick this up. So they asked him this question. And then in John 10, 31, we start to see some of the things that are going on. They don't like his answer. Well, that's what I assume. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Can I assume that they weren't happy with Jesus? It says that they took up stones again. You know, sometimes you make people happy, and sometimes you don't. And sometimes you don't again. So we see that 31, that they, they want to stone him. And then in verse 39, it says, Therefore they, this is Jesus, uh, or no, no, not Jesus, sorry. They meaning the, the Pharisees. Therefore they sought again to seize him, but he escaped out of their hand. So what kind of a place... Right now is this Bethany. Is this a place that Jesus desires to be right now? What have they been doing? Okay, let's read. Now we're going to start our story. We'll pick it up here. Um, we'll start in 
John 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Man, there's so much here. You know she's called a prostitute in the other scriptures. Lazarus, the friend of Jesus, his sister was a prostitute. Who's your friends? What's their family look like? We love this world. Jesus died for it. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Is this awesome? They're telling Jesus that he loves him. So do they know the full extent of love and what it looks like? Or do sometimes people don't know? Well, just continue. Just a story. We're just going to pull things out as we go. It's a good one today. Okay. Verse 4. Then Jesus heard that. He said, this sickness is not unto death. Has anybody heard the voice of the Lord? What did it say? It's not unto death death okay but for the glory of god (laughs) if we stop here do we need to read like the next 30 verses but we will okay we'll we'll pick it up too i promise you okay but for the glory of god that the son of god may be glorified through it Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Again, if we respond as Jesus, do we respond to the need when people do it? Because I love this. I mean, I'm sorry. This this is a secularish saying that I use in my world. Poor planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. Sorry. So, you know, it was poor planning that Lazarus was going to die that early, but Jesus decided it's not an emergency. I'm going to sit two more days. Is Jesus listening to the Father? Okay, I'm just checking, just checking. So he's only doing what he's supposed to be doing. Okay. Okay, uh, verse 7. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you're going to go there again. See, I had to set that up for you. And they are also afraid. I don't like standing next to you when they're holding rocks. What if they miss? They're not all, you know, all-star baseball pitchers. Some of these people are just like girls. You know, I don't, no, sorry, sorry, that was rude, I apologize. Verse 9, Jesus answered, are there not, I love this answer, this is, this is so good to me, this answer has all the normal intellect of the world just sitting there, and does have, has spiritual application as well, but it says this, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. In other words, we're not going to sneak in at night. We're going to go now, during the day, 
And when we walk in, they'll know that we're there. Pretty close. You'll find out one little verse later. Anyway, natural wisdom. There's light and you can see. So let's not go at night. Again, is he in a hurry or is he on purpose? Actually, what I'd like to say, I didn't even think of this. This is more from leadership. That means that he has an appointment. He set a time frame. He put a date on it. So he has a destiny he's heading to. He set an appointment. I'm going to go see somebody at this time. Okay. Verse 11. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I might wake him. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death. And they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. But Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Who told him? His text didn't come through. The app wasn't working. I mean, the telephone wasn't ringing. How did he know? Oh, he has an appointment and he knew what the father said. This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Hmm, okay. Somehow he's staying in contact here. 15, and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. I thought these guys believed in him. They're disciples. They've been with him this whole time. What is he referencing? How about what the Pharisees asked? Are you the Messiah? Are you the one for our people and for our nation? Who are you? I do this that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. <laughs> I love this. Oh, God, there's always one of these. Okay, if you're this person, I apologize because I may say, anyway. Um, no, verse 16, then Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us go that we may die with him. Oh, I mean, if that's what we're supposed to do, let's just go die. I mean, they're going to pick up stones. We already know this. That's why we're already afraid. This is not a fun place. Let's just go die. If that's it, let's go die. Thanks, Jesus. Yeah, you're a mighty good leader. You know, I mean, let's go. That's what he's saying, though. It's just funny because I love it. It's in here for a reason. It's in here for a reason. Anyway. Verse, verse 17, man, we'll, we'll get it. yeah, I got this. So when Jesus came, he found that he'd already been in the tomb four days. Now, I'm going to read this to you real fast. It is extremely significant that Lazarus had been dead for four days. Do you know this? Some of you may, some of you don't. According to Judaic law, they taught that through the third day, the spirit remained with the body, and there was always hope of a resuscitation of life. See, we know in the Old Testament that there was a body, a funeral procession, because you got to carry them. It's either a horse or whatever, but you got to carry a casket somehow. And they said, raiders, oh, I think it was Sabians, were attacking, and they're like, whoa! And they toss this guy, this dead guy, whoo, into an open tomb, a sepulcher, whatever you want to say. And boom, he lands upon these bones of Elijah. 
And the guy goes, oh, Raiders! And runs off naked. Why do we have these things like this? I have no idea. But that, that, because you can't run when you look like a mummy. So the guy had to get naked to get out of that thing. Duh! Duh! We got people. We had children that died. And Elisha and Elijah both laid prostrate on them, breathed into them face to face, eye to eye. And we watched them raise up and their life was restored. This has happened multiple times within the accounts that we have of the Old Testament. But four days was not possible. Four days was not possible. Because there was always hope of resurrection. Verse 18, now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. How far is this walk? Not too far, right? Two miles? Anybody walked two miles before? I hope everybody can raise their hand. I mean, the baby's probably crawled two miles already. No, I'm just, I mean, anyway, sorry. Uh, Two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. This is right. This is normal. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. Do you see that? There's the sneaky part. Now, when Martha, as soon, verse 20, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. What are we speaking about some of the things in our lives? Is it over? Some of you guys have things in your life that you're going to find a resurrection in. There's some things that you think are dead, that you think have been sitting there for four days, that there's nothing possible about. But I'm telling you, there's a resurrection coming. Verse 22, but even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Do we have this much faith? Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And how many times do we slip into our mindsets of what we know and forget to listen to the Spirit of God within? And we say something like, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And she, and when she had said these things, she left. I, um, I can, I'm going to skip, I think, on time and everything else. We'll get here. We're going to jump down to verse 38. Then Jesus, again groaning inside in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave. 
and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there's a stench, for he's been dead four days. Are you willing to open your tomb to allow him to call the dead thing out? It stinks. It's rotted. It has everything of your old life in it. There's things sitting there that God has purpose for you. Verse 40, Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. You say it? Do you say it? You've heard me, and you always hear me, Lord. But because of the people who are standing by, I said that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to him, Loose him and let him go. And so what I'm going to say is people have buried things in your life. You have grave clothes on in some areas. There are things that have been wrapped up from your past. They thought that you were dead. They thought you were supposed to be put away. They thought that you had no more purpose. They thought your life was over, that things were worthless. They wrapped you up in a grave clothes. They embalmed you. They tried to put things on you to say that you were dead. They put you in a dark hole. They shoved you underneath the ground. They rolled a, to a stone across in front of you. And I'm telling you right now, there is no tomb that the voice of God cannot call you out of. And he's calling today. Because some of you have things that are sitting inside of you that have been dormant for too long. And those dead things, you think they're dead things, but there's life inside of them. When you were like, oh, I remember a glimmer of hope when the Lord said this to me, or there may have been a prophecy about that. I remember this moment in my life. I thought I was going to go into this. I seen those things that were there, but now I'm telling you, the Lord's calling to your tomb, and he's calling you out, and the only thing that should be left is a pile of rags on the ground to notify that that's what you were and not who you are. Loosed and let you go. Lazarus 
As I say this, I will speak. I'll just say it this way. I call the dead things sleeping in your life. Your time is not over. Your time is yet to come. This is the voice of God calling to the hidden tomb of your life. Your past is just a borrowed experience. I'm calling you out. Bring yourself wrapped in the clothing of what your past put you in. And I will say, loosed and let go. You have an appointment. You have that destination with God. He's put a date on it. God's not finished with you yet. That grave is not your end. It is only your beginning. Today, your greatest accomplishment will not be what you have done, but what God has done in you. You will become more envied by the world. They knew about Lazarus. Afterwards, you can read. There's some scriptures there. We talked about that in leadership this morning. They will come and they'll slander you. They'll accuse you even though you went through this resurrection. They'll malign you. They'll mistreat you. They'll even try to to wipe you off the planet. But your miracle is now. Why'd you come here today? There's others that aren't. You're here for this reason, to hear these words spoken to your life. God has an intentional design for you. He wants to have his glory revealed in you as of the only beloved of the Father. He loves you that much. God wants you to arise and let your enemies be scattered. He's calling to you, O sleeper, come out of that grave. He's calling. How the Lord wrote that to me when I said it, and I I did get to say it one time, there is no tomb the voice of God cannot call me from. I have no experience in my past that will bury me beyond the depths of God's voice. I don't care what it is. Bankruptcy, molestation, rape. I don't I, I don't care. There is no disease, no lie of the enemy, no cultural upbringing no manipulation of family or anything that the voice of God cannot call you out of. He is calling out the thing that you thought was dead. And that's where it is. He wants us to experience life. Shane, if you'll come. He wants us to experience life. See, his desire is that we look down and see what other people decided that we were, not what he said that we were. He waited two more days. And that pile of rags is what they had put upon Lazarus. His body may have died, but that's all that they had. They put those things upon him. Don't listen to the voices 
of some of the things that people have called you in your life, if they don't align with Christ, then they don't matter. The weight and the value of your future is coming from your creator, the one who destined you, the one who purposed you. I mean, that's what he's after. He wants you to see the bright, shining light of your future. He wants you to know that your best days are still in front of you, that you have not yet been put down. And so let's bow our heads and, and we'll just hear from the Father for a moment. Lord, speak to those areas right now. Those dead things, Father, I thank you that you are calling them out. 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 Those things that people said are dead within us. Lord God, they are not dead. For Lord, you are calling them out. You, you're saying that those things that they wrapped us up tight in, we couldn't move. Our faces were covered. We were blinded. We were in darkness. We were imprisoned. We were behind these bars. But Lord God, you're calling us out. Thank you that you're calling us to freedom. You're saying, loose him and let him go. Father, you said in your word it was for freedom that we were set free. And we believe it. In this moment, I have to give an opportunity. Because why would anybody ever want to go into a, a sermon like this that doesn't allow for somebody so that if they do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that, uh, that, that that voice can come into your life, that you can hear that your death will be nothing but a beginning, that you can come out of that dark hole. If you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you want him in your life, just slip your hand up. Thank you, Father. I, I had a feeling that we were not after a salvation call this morning. What we're after is people that God has a destiny for. He's reached into your lives. Do we hear the voice of our master today? He's your friend, you know. He's your friend. Jesus was a friend of Lazarus. He's your friend. He hasn't ever pushed you away. He don't care if you smell like rotted fish or a dead man. He's coming after you. He doesn't care if your friends are trying to stone him. He doesn't care if you're in a violent situation. He's coming after you today. He knows that you're there. He knows that you feel like you're dying. He knows that you're in a sick place, but he's still coming. And all he's asking is, do you believe? And you'll hear the voice of the Father saying, come out, loose him, and let him go. So I want to pray over you today. I want to pray. And if you'll just agree, simple words, I don't care if it's just an amen at the end, which means so be it. If you want to chime in during it, I don't care if, it, if it's a yes, Lord, or a thank you, Jesus. 
but I know that the only way that you found salvation was through the confession of your mouth. And the only way that you find freedom is by speaking to those things. And so you must agree. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for the mighty resurrection power that was in Jesus' mouth upon that day. Lord God, that you had revealed it to his heart beforehand, purposed it, and appointed it, Lord God. And I thank you that you have purposed and appointed things in my life. And Lord, I allow those dead things to be called out by the Spirit of God from within me. I thank you, Lord, that you've called me from my grave. You've called me from my dead place. And Lord, I I know I smell of death. And I know I got the rags of my past upon me. And Lord, I know that you've come down and liberated me. And Father, I will walk into the plan you have for me. I will allow them to take the rags off of my life. And I'll allow them to sit on the ground as a memorial of who I was was but Lord you've called me to greater things and a greater future I will walk and I will walk in the loosed freedom of Jesus thank you father for working in my life thank you for setting me free if you agree say amen amen well glory to God we're open if there's anybody that does need prayer Go ahead and come forward. Oh, I'm, I'm willing and able to pray with you. Um, I guess there's nobody else here. That was another fun one. Didn't think about that. <laughs> anyway, but if anybody would like to, but God bless you. Have a wonderful week. If you, if you have any time, even if you didn't come to Wednesday nights or to prayer or any of those things, log in. Catch, catch something of what they're doing. That way you'll have a common ground, a unity of the faith for what the people have had, you know, that have gone over to Dickinson. And so, anyway, go. Be blessed. Have a wonderful, wonderful week in the newness of Christ. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com. 